What goes up must come down. With failing companies seeing their stocks soar due to an army of retail investors, Wall Street seems to be fighting back. Thousands locked out of trading, but one man is about to lose billions. An army of investors banded together to boost the prices of failing stock, and multi-billion dollar hedge funds are taking an enormous hit. They hit back, apparently pressuring online trading apps to lock out the public. One man has more to worry about. Stephen Thomas invested in cryptocurrency, a mind-boggling way to turn data into money. Billions in U.S. dollars waiting for him. The only problem? He can't remember his password. Ten tries and he loses it all. He's already tried eight passwords to no avail. You cannot serve God and money. Jesus' words ring all the truer. Our treasure is not in the stocks or cryptocurrency. It's in heaven, where moth and rust cannot destroy. And the only password is Jesus' name. Welcome to Haven Today, here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series that we've run all month called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. I love Luke's Gospel. So I have to admit I'm a little sad that we've arrived at the final chapter of this book today. What do I like most about it? Well, as I think we'll see today, Luke teaches us what all the Bible is all about. And I'm sure you can guess who that is, right? All of the Bible is all about Jesus. And in just a moment, we're going to hear Jesus say this in his own words as he sought to encourage his disciples about this truth shortly on the very day of his resurrection. Understanding this reality has changed my life, and I pray it will bring you much encouragement in our time together. After the program, I still would like to send you the feature film called The Gospel of Luke for your gift to this ministry. It's the entire gospel, word for word, with the action being played out by actors shooting on location in the Mediterranean. It really does bring the story of Jesus to life in your mind, but even in your heart. Plus, you can choose on the DVD to hear it with either the NIV or the KJV translations. After this program, call us, make your gift, ask for the Gospel of Luke DVD. And our number to call is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online Watch some clips from the DVD and make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's get started. Let's open the program with the news, boys. The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. Sorrow may come in darkest night but the cross has the final word there's nothing stronger nothing higher there's nothing greater than the name of 
What a fitting song for our program. The Cross has the final word by the Newsboys here on Haven Today. Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, I'm Charles Morris. Today we come to the end, Luke 24. If I asked you what's the most important event in the Bible, how would you reply? Would you say, certainly, the cross, which is there in Luke 23 and carried also in Matthew, Mark, and John? Some might say the most important event is the birth of Christ. Others might say his resurrection, his ascension, or even his return. Some might say the intercessory work of prayer that's revealed all through the Gospels, and they might even explain that it continues even today in heaven at the right hand of the Father. I would say the most important event in history is the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross, the blood shed for our sins, which means no need today for the blood of bulls and goats. That's the most important event. But what about the most important teaching in all the Bible? I believe on authority of the words of Jesus. It's right here in Luke 24. The end is more important than the beginning and certainly the in-between. And as important as the resurrection, with the women finding the empty tomb as the chapter opens, the most important teaching in all the Bible is found in the stories we are told in the final two-thirds. If I'm right, and I believe I am, we need to hear what I'm referring to. So, let's listen to the first story. It happens on the road to Emmaus. There are three places today that lie halfway between Jerusalem and Ben-Gurion Airport, the National Airport of Israel just east of Tel Aviv, any one of which could be the exact spot of the village. But the ancient road to Emmaus, now that's something else. We know where it is. Archaeologists are certain. I've stood there. I've prayed there. People who've gone to Israel with me have been there too. We know where to find the road to Emmaus. And Lord willing, if the vaccine gets out there and international travel bans are lifted by then, I'll be there again this fall, leading a tour if it's safe. Now, listen with me to this story from Luke 24, from the Gospel of Luke DVD. Listen closely to catch the most important teaching in all the Bible. I'll give you a hint. It's in the words spoken by the resurrected Christ. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleophas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. 
What is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are. And how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Out of Luke 24 and the Gospel of Luke DVD. Now, pause with me. Ever been shell-shocked? Do you have PTSD? Ever lived through a massive earthquake or made it through a Category 5 hurricane? Ever survived a windstorm of a racing fire that took your house as you ran or drove away as fast as you could to save your life? Ever lost to death the one you loved the most? If you have gone through any of the above, then I think you have an inkling of how those two disciples felt, like others, but like those who remained behind in numbness. This pair stumbled home after the journey of a lifetime with the prophet they had believed was the Messiah, who would stay and save the world, the one they thought would crush the Roman Empire and seat himself on a throne in the city of David, the holy city, the one who would banish the self-aggrandized King Herod, the one who would silence forever the religious leaders we hear about so often in Luke's gospel. It was over, and they were going home. And then, this third person joins them on their walk home. 
They explained what had happened, thinking he was the only one who hadn't heard all the goings-on in the last few days in Jerusalem. And then, we're told their eyes were opened, implying their eyes had been closed to this man's identity. But you heard with me, their eyes were opened. It was the Lord, proof that after all, he was not dead. The angels were right. The women from early that Sunday Easter morning were telling the truth. But then, did you hear the words of Jesus to them as they walked? How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. What was he saying? He was saying, all the Bible is all about me. You want to understand me? What the prophets were longing for and prophesying about, which I was teaching you these past three years, how I would come back to life after a torturous death on a Roman cross, the theological depths and the future of my church, my promised return. So you see, when I go to Israel and I stand on the actual road to Emmaus, I can't even begin to imagine what it must have been like. How I wish I had been there. How many miles they walked together, we do not know. But it was probably a few hours, as there, a live Messiah put the pieces together and explained it all, the glory of the risen Lord. But there's more. It wasn't over with the most significant teaching of all the Bible, all about Jesus. He disappeared from the sight of the two. They got up. They hurried back to Jerusalem to tell the others, just like the women earlier that morning. The eleven were together, and many of the others, all still downcast, shell-shocked, numb, still not knowing what to think or what to believe, talking among themselves, probably together in the large upper room. And suddenly, the scene changes. Someone else is standing among them. And in the sweetest greeting ever uttered on this earth, still used today in Hebrew, the man spoke, and he said, Shalom, peace be with you. Surprised, it was the Lord. He proves it was he. Why are you troubled, reading their minds as only he could? Why do you doubt? I'm no ghost. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. Luke 24, verse 41. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. And now we come to the reteaching of the most significant place in all the Bible, found in Luke 24. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me. In the Torah, in the Nevi'im, in the Ketuvim, in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms, in all the Hebrew Bible, it's all about me. And just like with those two disciples back on the road to Emmaus, 
He opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. This is the most significant place in all the Bible. He told them in verse 46, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, Jesus said. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. In other words, the Spirit was coming. The Spirit from on high would be unleashed in them on the very soon day of Pentecost, and that came true in the fifth gospel, the book of Acts, which Dr. Luke would also write, the most significant place in all the Bible. The third gospel ends with the ascension of Jesus, told in shorthand, filled out with more words in Acts. I love Luke's gospel. It teaches us what the Bible is all about. The late Scottish preacher, Alexander McLaren, said the grace of God in the preaching of his gospel is like a flying summer shower. It falls upon one heart and one land and then passes on with its treasures and pours them out somewhere else. I want to ask you, to worship with me, the risen King Jesus. There was a moment when the lights went out When death had claimed its victory The king of love had given up his life The darkest day in history There on a cross they made for sinners For every curse is blood a tongue One final breath and it was finished But not the end we could have known For the earth began to shake and the veil was torn What sacrifice was made As the heavens roared Oh, hail King Jesus Oh Eternity. The king of life was on the 
Jesus, Jeremy Riddle, on Haven Today, meeting Jesus for a final visit in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. All month, we have been inviting listeners like you to turn your eyes from the world and turn them to Jesus. Too often, we fail to do this, and that's when fear and anxiety and even doubt set in even take hold of our hearts. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. And to help you do this, I want to send you the DVD called The Gospel of Luke. And as you watch this feature film, with a word-for-word presentation of this third gospel, your affection, your love for Jesus will grow. Skilled actors shot on location in the Mediterranean And the DVD allows you to select to watch with either the NIV or the KJV translations. This DVD will help you in the year 2021 to walk afresh with your Savior, Jesus. So call us right now and make your gift to the ministry and we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. That number to call is 800 6 Five four twenty eight thirty six. That's eight hundred sixty five Haven. Or go online and watch the sample scenes that we put up on our website, and then you can make your gift and ask for the DVD when you visit us at haventoday.com. 
haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again next time. And again, we'll open the scriptures and we'll talk about the great story. That's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In the world, but not of the world, perhaps the most challenging mandate to live out successfully, but the most important, too much in the world and we lose our saltiness, becoming indistinguishable from the world around us, too much not of the world and we take up residence in the clouds, becoming irrelevant, unable to speak life. In this world, as created human beings, made in God's image, sharing humanity with our unbelieving neighbors, not of the world, citizens of a kingdom that is here, yet still on its way, and members of a holy family, set apart and saved by Christ himself, ambassadors for the King, inviting any and all to join us in that heavenly home. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.